What's going on? Welcome back to another Jab Podcast. It's episode 130. I'm Combo Breaker 99. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Boxing P. And we we are 130 episodes deep in P. And, like, I was hoping we'd have more of, like, a special occasion or a special event to kind of talk about. But, you know, this whole this whole lockdown and quarantine thing, it's been kind of crazy. We Nobody expected it, huh? Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely crazy, eh? But um, I think it's... I think it's, you know, kind of necessary at this point, you know what I mean? Right. Um, just get get past this thing. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. It's just something that, um, it, it, it's just something nobody's ever seen before. So we all just kind of been riding it out the same, you know, taking proper precautions. You know, we said that last episode we were on, you know, I can't stress that enough, man. Y'all just need to keep, you know, doing what you do. But at the same time, remember there is, you know, there is more of a threat out there. You know, and if I say proper precautions, I just mean don't panic and just start washing your hands more. You know, that's something that 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 people still don't want to follow, man. Which, I, which I mean, is mind blowing because yeah, cleanliness is next to God. You know, yeah. Now you need to be washing your hands even more. But you always supposed to wash your hands, eh? Always supposed to wash your hands. You right. Know what I mean, probably with some people that wasn't really doing that. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're the ones. <laughs> they're the ones buying up all the hand sanitizer now. Exactly. You know. But um, yeah. Speaking of the lockdown, you know, um, it's affected everything. It's it's affected everything from movie productions to you know definitely like we said earlier, the NBA. Is it's um it's affected all combat sports. You know, boxing's on lock probably till um till August they say at the latest now. But um we just wanna kinda go in and talk about this whole situation too because um Dana White, he's still he's still being stubborn about this thing, man. He is hell bent on getting this UFC two forty nine card to go down. But with Khabib stuck in Russia, you know, Khabib was like, yo, I'm stuck here. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fight. You know, he went on his Instagram and gave a good long message on why. And it's pretty much what everybody's been thinking. You know, it's what everybody's been saying. So, you know, going to the boxing side, Bob Arum, he's kind of gone in and he's kind of gave his his words. <laughs> you know, not too many people really want to trust his word, but he's saying what everybody else is thinking. You know, Bob Arum said that Dana White has a, a, a flawed intelligence and he should be ashamed of himself about trying to put this this event on and put people at risk. Now, Pia, you saw this too. What was your first reaction whenever you, you read somebody like Bob Arum actually sonning Dana White? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, at the end of the day, you know, somebody like a Dana White who has the type of power Dana White has, 
he kind of needs to be going with the masses. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and encouraging people to do um, the right thing, in my opinion. And as much as I want to see Khabib versus Tony, as much as I want to see boxing, you know, and as much as I want all this stuff to be gone. We have to do this before it can be done. You know what I'm saying? We have to do this first. So it's just like, we have to do what we have to do. Everybody. Nobody should be above this or be able to disregard this because at the end of the day, we're talking about people's health and people dying from this thing. And it's not like it's just, he's just going against what people are saying. No, they're saying it for a reason because it's not safe. And, you know, we talked about the NBA, and pretty much all sports got shut down. But I mean, you talk about the NBA, a sport that's probably generating billions from, you know, all the money they have coming in. They shut down a month ago, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Cold turkey ain't no if ands or buts. No basketball. As hard as that was to do, you know what I mean. So once I seen. You know that 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 kind of right there. Let me know there's something something. This is major. So for somebody like Dana, he worried about you know UFC that's been around for twenty years. When all these other sports are shut down, it's been around for a long time and they're making generating way more money and they're entertaining way more people. Then shutting down, he just needs to comply. And don't you, you find that? I mean? Like I say, I mean as much as I do want to see those fights, this is bigger than the fights, eh? This oh yeah, is bigger than the fight. And don't you find that crazy, like the NBA, like a major organization with so many more fans, they shut it down just like that. Like there was no I mean, fuss, there was no strikes, exactly. there was no there was no trash talking. It was just like that. And everybody had to fall in line. You know, everybody should have should have fell in line and did the thing. But it kind of goes back to, you know, because Bob Arm, he has some other choice words about Dana because, you know, Dana was really really headstrong to get into this boxing game and it's just another world a whole other animal and Bob Irwin has some good points about that too you know it's no way Dana is going to come to boxing with the mentality that he has you know and part of what he's trying to do is what's not going to fly in boxing see Dana he, he's monopolizing MMA so he's used to doing what he wants to do oh I'm going to do this I'm doing this I'm doing and boxing it don't work like that all of them bow down Eddie Hearn all of it, man. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's just a different vibe over there. It's nobody monopolizing, you know. And if Dana think he's gonna come over to boxing and pay fighters a little bit of money and run run things, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, you know. So um, it just kind of goes back to his arrogance and him still trying to put on the show. Mr. Every other sport has shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Him thinking that he can, you know, he, he, he's above that and he can put on his show. I mean, that's just, like I say, it just, it just makes me look at him as, as, a, as an arrogant person. You know what I mean? I, man, I've been, I've been saying that same thing because to me, it's like the, the number one question is what makes you so special that you and your people under your organization are so invincible to what's going on right now you know like two questions like here's what i had the first time my two questions were um did he really care about his his fighters welfare their financial status you know their financial situation or was it his own greed and it's leaning more towards his greed now of course 
you know, it's definitely leading towards that because what he pays these fighters in in the long run, from what I hear from these fighters, it's like not enough to really say, okay, I can't just get another job. These other people out here, they could get a job on their own off of their social media and make more than they can with him, you know? So it seems more like he's more so got the arrogance to say, man, I'm going to do something Scott Coker. I'm going to do something Bob Aaron, Oscar De La Hoya. These guys ain't doing. I'm going to keep this show going. I'm going to keep the lights on. But what's the purpose of keeping the lights on for these these few people that you could put at risk, you know? I mean, and hey, think about it. It's only money driven. It who, is. Who, who, who is calling Dana White saying, make fights right now, Dana? I don't think the fans screaming, yo, we need to put... Put a show. I don't think the fans screaming at X. The fans, we being, we got regular jobs. We being quarantined. We understand what's going on out here. We mm-hmm. not living in the mansion and detached from reality. So we kind of get what's going on out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We understand why we don't have sports right now. You know what I mean? Why we can't have a fight right now? We we understand that. Eh? You know what I mean? And why why can't he understand that? So it's not like the fans are. He, he's he's listening to what the fans are saying. He's worried about what Dana White wants to do. Right. That's all that's, it is. That's why I say it goes back to his arrogance saying, I'm Dana White. I'm going to put a show. It's not for the fans. It's not for the fighters, eh? It's for him. It's for him. It's for him. It's for him to say, I was the only one in the midst of all this COVID-19 stuff to still, you know, what's the name? Okay, but yeah, you did that. And guess what? You infected 30 people. You mm-hmm. infected yourself and went home and infected your kids. That Was that worth it, Dana? Exactly. You know I mean? We got to look at the big picture. You being a person that's as powerful as you are and as influential as you are, you need to be influencing people to do the right thing. You yeah. know, by him saying, oh, I'm going to go ahead and do this, he might influence people to say, oh, I'm going to go ahead outside. Mm-hmm. I'm not going social distance. You know what I'm saying? Ain't a white. He put on, you know what I mean? You just got to be careful when you are a powerful person, in my opinion, man, because you do have weak minded people out here who follow. Everything you may say. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? That's that's the thing, like, because, you know, these are the big, you know, these are the big time people. These are the people out here that influence people just by being on TV. So if they give the impression that I can have, I can hold this event, you're going to have people outside say, oh, well, I can have church now. I can have exactly. my, bir- I can, I can have I my can birthday have parties, the clubs. I can do these things. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be careful when you're a powerful person because you got people that hold on everything, every word you say. And, you know, Dana White being a powerful person, he just needs the same way to box it. You know, Bob Irm, like we were saying off the right now, he probably could have pushed the issue and tried to do what Dana White did, but he bowed down being an older man and knowing the game and saying, yo, this is, this is, this is above my pay grade. This is a virus. Mm-hmm. So ain't got nothing to do with... <laughs> Money or power, you know what I'm saying? This is health right here. I'm an older man. Shit, Bob, I'm older. Hey, yeah, he's, he's a high risk. He's high risk, right? You know I mean? mm-hmm. So, you know, um, he, he he was able to see, you know, from that perspective, which 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 Dana which Dana should be able to see too. And I'm sure it's people around him, you know, saying that. I mean, he's probably seeing stuff on both of the fence because I'm like we say, you know, some of these UFC fighters, they not making no money, so. And they only make money when they fight, you know. I mean, they, they can't have like sponsors and stuff like they used to. So they only really making money when they fight. And if you ain't making a lot of money when you fight, I mean, some of these guys are probably in some 
tight situations, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just a, it's a tough call to make, but it's not a tough call to make. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a tough call to make because people do need to eat out here, but it's not a tough call to make because yo, this is health. This is for safety. Right. You know what I mean? Safety should always be first. And, and um, a few weeks ago, back in March, that's how I felt. That's how I felt when he still had the venue going. When he did the closed venue, that last fight um, card he did, I was like, okay. I was thinking, you know, trying to think positive. I said, okay, he was out here trying to make sure his fighters can eat. You know, he's doing a closed venue. This will be safe. But as soon as, like, the New York Athletic State Commission said, you know, no, we can't have more than 10 people in there. I was like, okay, this is worse than it is. But when he's still out here, Okay, so his after that last event he did with um Kevin Lee's car, three more canceled. Yeah. yeah. Three more canceled and plus this one's gonna cancel. So that should tell him right there that this situation is a little bit more serious, but he can't be sweating bullets like that where he feels like we gotta keep this thing going because there's people out here who work in food service, you know, that or waitresses that make that's where they make their money and you know, restaurants right now they can only do takeout, so they're not making any money at all, so his situation ain't as bad as theirs, you know? Of course. Of course, man. Of course. I mean, Danny shouldn't be sitting on millions for times like this. Yeah. In my opinion, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if he's a guy with, like, a couple secret locations where he can hold fights, you know, like, yo, you got money to just sit down and chill. Exactly. You got money for, for a rainy day, and if you don't, that's shame on you, man. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, overall, like I say, I think he just needs to abide with the rules, by the rules, like everybody else, and just send that message. But regardless of how, how he may personally feel, because I, I don't see him doing it in the best interest of everybody else. I see him doing it for the best interest of Dana White. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, you know, I see people, oh, man, I'm bored. I, I do want to see a fight. Yeah, I mean, I want to see a fight, too, but it will cost. You know what I'm saying? What cost, man? You know what I mean? What happens? A fighter, they fight, he wins. I'm ready to see this champion fight again. He can't because he got COVID-19 and he passed away. I mean, I know that's, you know, far-fetched or maybe not, but it's a possibility. Definitely, yeah. Because you think about it, like, when these guys go to gyms and train, you know, your immune system weakens a little bit. It, it You know, it, your immune system goes down. So whenever you're really sweating and training – you're definitely more susceptible to it. That's why I'm like, Absolutely. that's why they close gyms, Dana. You know, it's like, yeah, Dana, which, that's why they close gyms. Like even making it hard for guys to even train because you really may have to find three, four guys that have been tested and you can engage with them. But that's that, that's that's high risk right now, man. Yeah. Even training. You know what I mean? You have to have some contact at some point, mm-hmm. but it's risky right now. Shoot, you know, my. So, and so, so that's more reason and to be honest, like just, just kind of shut this stuff down because a fighter can't even really train the way he normally would. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. bigger than Dana White and fighting right now. Eh? It's bigger than that. It it's, really is. It is, man. Because look, my gym membership, yo, I put a freeze on it right now. I mean, like I heard some people say, okay, they spraying mats and bags down right now. But I'm like, you know, that's cool. I'll just work out from home. So I put a freeze on mine, man. And, you know, I don't need it all the time anyway. So. I'm just like, ain't no need to put myself at risk. And, you know, we always say it takes a special person to be a fighter. I mean, these are special people, but they're human, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And to be honest, uh, I mean, could be more susceptible to this stuff than other people. Like you say, yeah, you know, you're working out your immune system. Yeah. You know what I mean? They always get staph infections and all these oh, different yeah. things. So, you know, they could be more, more privy to, to this thing because we already, they already dispelled it. It's an old thing. It's a young thing. Anybody can get it, eh? Mm-hmm. Anybody that got it and died all ages. Yeah. So young. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, fighters, I mean, I don't think they, they, they ineligible for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, they in their 20s and 30s, 40s, some of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's, a, it's a risk, man. It's oh, just yeah. a risk. And, and, and like you say, with little things like this from the fighter, yo, I can't even train because I can't be around enough people that, then that lets you know that we need to do something. You know what I mean, eh? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Just think about that. Think Cause... about how detrimental that is, dog. You can't even really work out with people. Like you're doing mid work. I mean, only way you can do mid work is if you know for a thousand percent this man is tested. He don't got co- you know what I mean? <laughs> this right now. Yeah. I saw okay. I saw one chick, this MMA fighter, she posted herself like it was a joke, her like outside doing mitt work. She was like ten feet away and her her dude her dude was doing like the mitts and she was like ten feet away not even touching them. It was just I so mean, like that's yeah. how it is right now. So real, real shit. That's 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 <laughs> what, that's that's where we at. You know what I mean? So that right there, that right there should tell people that yo just Cause that, cause that, that alone creates a problem. You know what happened when you go in there and leave? Oh, I, I lost because I couldn't really train well. That should have said, told people that it's not a good time to fight. You know what I mean? Because we can't train the way we need to train. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't really do nothing the way you need to do. You can't really eat the way you want to. You know, you can't do nothing because everything is locked there. Everything is different. That's not saying you can't get to certain things, but it's different now, right? And when you're training, I don't feel like you need to be going through hurdles and stuff to, 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 to train. Nah, you, you're not supposed to cut corners. Yeah. You're supposed to just do everything 100. You're not supposed to cut corners, you know. And that's. Well, I had to worry about something. I have to worry, yeah. I, I, I'm, worried, I'm about to spar with this person. Dude, he got COVID 19. That's in the back of my mind. That that can't be an issue, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Yeah, it can't be, man. Like, that's, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, Dana, like, he, he's got to understand that to get this fight, there's some other hurdles that these fighters got to go through before they can actually perform, you know? Like, do you want, are you just so worried about the check that you don't even worry about the fighters and make sure they're 100% to put on the, 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 the entertainment that you need? Like, this, say if it, say if it does go down and it'd be a lackluster car, you know how many people are going to stop watching because of that? Because you didn't listen? And then think about this, man. Think about this. I mean, you literally have to test everybody that night. Yes. And they have to stay in the building. They can't go nowhere. Because you could go in the hallway and catch it. Mm-hmm. You could go to the bathroom and catch it. You could brush against the wall and catch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you even contain a thing this 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 this, this uh, of this stature? You know what I'm saying? It's in the air the way it is. You know what I mean? And it's 15 hours in the air and all this sur- surface life of it. And then they said that it can go through your eyes. You know, people walk around with masks on. Okay, well. Your eyes are susceptible too. Yeah, you really need everything protected. So eyes, eyes, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent. And and you you know a little off topic since you brought that up, it is kind of like contradictory the way they kind of you know tell people to wear a mask, but then they say 
don't touch your eyes or your nose or your mouth, but like, why are you just covering your mouth then? Why don't you have a full headset, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, t- I promise you, you go to any hospital in America, they got eye protection on that if they're dealing with that shit because mm-hmm. it, it, you can go through your eyes. Yeah. Like right now, eye protection is, is a thing. Like we down to a few boxes that the eye protection is scarce right now, and they telling people to wash out the, the little plastic frames. Wow! They're saying wash them out and reuse them. Damn! That used to be a one time thing. Now they telling you, hey, wash them out because they getting they getting scarce because you need eye protection. So I'm just saying, man, it's the the thought of trying to put something together going against something that's like worldly. This is worldly. This ain't just going against a man or a couple of people. This is something of the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man? Yeah. You know what I mean? The virus. And you think you're strong enough to go against it, and I just don't think there's no wins in that. You know, like I say, say he put on the show when everybody got sick. That's going to leave a bad mark on everybody because we're going to say, yo, we did not need to see a fight that bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what's, what's going back to what you were saying earlier, like you said too, like it, it's what's crazy is it's not really the fans that are like, Breaking breaking his door down, or you know, hitting nah. his social media up, saying, you know, do nah. it, do it, do it. It's just him. That's the opposite. It's so him. It's, it's very him. disturbing, it's man. It's him. It's yeah. him. And, and I know, like his mentality and his mind, he probably said, "Yo, this the last time I'm gonna schedule this fight, no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what. I'm Dana White. It's gonna happen. It's a balls, you know man. <laughs> and that shit is slipping through his fingers right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. Slipping. You know, you did what you can do, Dana, but you you only a man. You ain't the most powerful man out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, that, I, you know, his mind, I don't care what happened, this fight, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, hey, Dana, you can only control Dana. You can't control nothing outside of Dana White. Mm-hmm. You can't control what they would. That's why I could be even fucking Russia right now and telling you what he's telling you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do 249. I'm not being it. I'm following the rules of the land. Exactly. And he can't you say know, nothing. Even though they saying, oh, Khabib, we can get you a private jet. A private jet. They said, you can get it. You can leave in a private jet. Khabib said, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. It's not worth all that. You know what I'm saying? They saying we're not supposed to do it. I'm not doing it. Which, which I, I respect him more for that. I, I do, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I definitely like respect him more for saying that. Because earlier, like I said, I, I wasn't like hearing many people say anything you know even tony ferguson it's like yo man like you really want to risk you know your life just because you feel like okay man like we got to make this happen because i want to whoop his ass you know what i mean like and you would be the first person if you lose and make excuses <laughs> you know what i mean saying oh well I, my gym was closed i couldn't do it because you know my proper training wasn't in effect because of the covid you know yeah something crazy and, 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 and think about it tony you ready to go make the UFC some money in dangerous times. I mean, you're going to make yourself some money, too, but you're going to make them more money. Mm-hmm. You're going to make them more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Put yourself on the line even more. If you're already putting your fight, you're just putting yourself on the line. But you put yourself even more on, on the line fighting something that you can't even see. For, for, for to entertain people. That's another thing, eh? you know what I'm saying? When we the fans... We love the fighters, but we don't care really. Either. You know what I'm saying? We don't care. You know, it's on to the next. It's on to the next. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't recommend no man to go out there and put his life on the line and entertain no fans. Because fans, we can wait for the next person to, when he knock you out and kill you. We gonna be rooting for him. Right. And that's just the fan life, right? You know what I mean? I'm a fan. I mean, that's just how we are. So 
you know, you have to think about that thing. Am I willing to entertain? I'm doing this for entertainment and for, for some money, but, you know, it's not like I'm doing this to, for, for humanity yet. I'm not changing the world by doing this. You know what I'm saying? I'm really doing this for a few selfish reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be honest. Yeah. And is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it? That's you know? a bit. That's I mean, a, you got kids, you got a way. lady and wife or whatever, you know. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really like the best way they have to look at it, because again, fighting it falls into the entertainment category where movies look. Movies right now are being pushed back to twenty twenty one. Movies that are supposed to be, you know, put out this summer, they got to go back to twenty twenty one, because you know, look, we're not putting our actors at risk. So it's the same thing, you know. They all have to say, hey, we got to bite down right now and say. Let's put this on hold because we don't want nobody dying from this. They, and I even actually heard that like any movie that's ready to come out like in the next what's the name the day it comes out in the theaters is going to like Amazon to a streaming service because people can't go to the theaters. Ooh wow, damn! I didn't know that. Shoot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, damn. think about it. People can't go to movies right now, eh? <laughs> no, no. I ain't. They gonna be losing money. They say, hey, well, should we rather take this from Netflix than nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they, everybody's kind of taking a cut right now. So everybody, dog, everybody, yeah. eh? everybody. You know, we working them. We working the, the medical field, the pharmaceutical industries, and eh? they taking a hit. Mm-hmm. We taking a hit. Come on, Danny, you think you ain't gonna take a hit? Yeah, because right now where we at, everybody on daytime, you know, again they had to say, look, we want to do this, but nah, we, we gotta we gotta work from home now, you know, and pretty soon, like if it gets any worse, comes to worse. If one person comes up, comes up positive with this, you know, they'll say, "Yo, we got shut down," you know. Yeah, so it's it's, it's it's definitely, you know, real out there. And I know Dana guy. I know he see New York. I know he hear all these reports and see all these things. But it's just people arrogance, man. Just override all that for what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you're not doing this for for the better of the world, Dana. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The fight is not going to change the world you feel me and like i just say man just in my opinion a person of his stature with the type of power he has he needs to be going along with the with the the land the laws of the land the same way you, you, you cool with trump and you chill with trump you know what i mean listen to him now or listen to what his people are saying now you know what i mean they telling us to do even if it may be too late they telling us to do this so you know you need to just follow suit man you know yeah. what I mean? In my opinion, you know what I mean? You put you just putting people at risk. You know, even if it is ten people, you're putting them at risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm looking at Bob look at Bob what he said here. He just spreading it on, man. He told Dana, look, he was telling the interview, he said the message should be stay at home, stand down until it's over. Let's not spread the virus, let's control it, do what we can to staff these hospitals and take care of people who are in intensive care. He's like, That's what we should worry about. He's like, Real you talk, know, it, it'll Real end talk, when it ends. It's like they say right now, the hospital people should be the rock stars, and not just the doctors and the nurses. Everybody. They take a whole hospital to run the hospital. EVS to the top. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? All those people there putting themselves in harm's way, including myself. And I'm not making with a, a surgeon or even a nurse makes, but mm-hmm. I'm putting myself in harm's way because, you know, people... We in need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these people who sit in these mansions and got, you know, money to do different things, I mean, they need to be doing it. I read the other day, I posted, as a matter of fact, Future donated some masks. So he's just a little rapper. I mean, not a little rapper, but 
you know, you got philanthropists and billionaires and all this stuff over here doing. I mean, come on, man. We all got to step up and do our part. Yeah. All got to step up and do our part, man. But, but it's funny, though. You know, somebody that, that ain't, ain't even in that field, they were the first person to probably say, damn, man, with a medical field, you know, we got to make sure they straight just in case I get sick or something. You know, they think that way. I get sick or my mother mm-hmm. gets sick or my kids get sick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how you got to look at it. I mean, that's how medical people look at it. That was my mother on the table. I would want to treat her the right way. I would want to make sure this is clean. I would want to make sure, you know, that's how medical people keep their, their train of thought. Straight, you know what I'm saying? Right. They say, if that was my mother on the table, you know what I'm saying? How would I feel? And, and and you do that, you know what I mean? And they should really put things in perspective, you know what I mean? So, you know, you got to think about that. You're not sick now, but you could be sick, or a loved one could be sick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a person might not even have something as simple as gloves. to come in there and can't be, because people don't realize. If we don't have masks and gloves to treat people, people are not going to get treated. Right, because I'm affecting myself. It's it's counterproductive. To, you know, everybody in the world will have. Mm-hmm. So you know, we had to use our brains, man, and um, look at the big picture. And you know, right now, Dana White with this fight, you know, and like I say, as much of a fan of this fight as much as I want to see it, I can wait. This fight ain't gonna make me or break me. It's not going change. It's not gonna turn my Sunday into nothing different. It's going. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's not gonna break us, and it ain't gonna damn sure ain't gonna break him, you know. But um, yeah, man. Um, let me see. Uh, we, yeah, before we jump to the next topic, uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? This topic? No, 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 man. Just you know, pretty much like I said, and I just feel like you know Dana probably would just you know want to go ahead and stand down and just you know mm-hmm. ride this thing out like everybody else, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Right, gotcha. Yeah, man, and yeah, man. Like I said, man. Like MMA. I mean, some boxing promoter like Bob got to actually school him or something like that. You know, something wrong, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, bro. But uh, yeah, jump into this next topic, man. Uh, you brought up to me earlier. Um, we're talking about, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of been talked about because people, you know, the first time Deontay Wilder faced his, you know, first crushing loss against, you know, Tyson Fury. A lot of people were kind of um, reaching out, you know, hitting him up, wanting to talk to him a little bit about uh, moving forward. And one of those people is, uh, you know, George Foreman, who, um, to me, is a you know one of the most devastating punches, the hardest hitters in boxing. Too, you know, they they both can kind of stake that claim. Two different styles, but like you were saying earlier, you know, George Foreman, he had a long conversation with him, right? And uh, did you uh, kind of go in on what the what the actual conversation was that he post that? Um, you know, from what I read, and they were just saying that you know Deontay Wilder reached out to George, mm-hmm. and George said that they had a long conversation. He talked to Wilder about accepting the furry loss. You know, I guess that's probably like the first step of moving forward. You know what I'm saying in his career, or whatever. Because George said, you know, he had been handled a loss that he didn't expect and it was you know he went through all the same emotions that Deontay Wilder going through right now so you know that's he just said that that was the first thing that he talked to him about was accepting you know the loss for furry mm-hmm. but then while I mean but from what George said the conversation must have went well because he said he believes Deontay Wilder could easily be Tyson Furry in the trilogy 
if he if he you know works with Big George Foreman or whatever. So I thought that was real interesting that he said easily. You know, not that he could go and get his belts back. He said he was able to beat him easily. Mm. So evidently, George sees a lot of good things in Wilder too. And he just figures, you know, just a few little, you know what I'm saying, adjustments that Wilder, you know, may 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 may, may be able to definitely go and and get his belts back, but you know, go on and finish out his career, you know. The way he was, you know, champion of the world, WBC champion, heavyweight champion of the world. So um, mm-hmm. I just thought it was a, a icebreaker because nobody really heard from Wilder. Nobody really knew what his head was that We didn't know if he was going to be receptive to working with Big George. I mean, Floyd Mayweather supposedly reached out. A few people supposedly have reached out, but we didn't know what direction he was going. And so just seeing that, you know, Big George said that he did reach out and, you know, they talked about the loss and everything and, from what George said, it seemed like the conversation went pretty well. So, you know, we just had to see, you know, what happens after this. But like I said, we hadn't heard anything from Wilder, pretty much. We don't know where his head is at as far as the fight. You know, we know that he did agree to the rematch in July, mm-hmm. which has now been pushed back. But, you know, we didn't. We, other than that, we didn't really know. Right. You know what I'm saying? The last thing we heard from Wilder was the suit, stuff about the suit. You know what I mean? So um, just to know that he is out here looking for that hope that he may need, you know, is, is, a, is a good sign in my opinion. Man. Mm-hmm. And that's what I took from the, from, from the little excerpt that, you know, I was able to read, you know. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I was just kind of reading through it myself now, just looking through here. And, uh, you know, uh, big, you know, big George, he has said that he feels like, he can understand what, you know, Wilder's feeling right now. And he thinks that this loss, he can, he kind of likens it to his loss to Ali. He feels like it was um, a humbling loss for Wilder, you know, in the same way. Um, do you, do you kind of feel that way? was a little different. I mean, people were saying that Tyson, uh, that Deontay Wilder was the, was, was the bully. I didn't really no. get him bullying Tyson Fury. I mean, how can mm-hmm. you bully a man that's 6'9 and weigh, outweigh you by 60 pounds? Eh? You know what I mean? So On top of that, I wins most of the verbal battles, you know what I mean? He, he slick with the yeah. words, so... <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know, but George Foreman really was a, was a bully. And the boogeyman in every sense of the word. You know, people really did fear him. I, I didn't get that same impact from Deontay Wilder. Did you, man? Did you did you did you get like people feared him the way they feared Big George? You, you know, that's why I asked you that, because you know, I I I didn't I didn't feel that way either. Like I didn't think it was like a humbling loss that way because I felt like and we talked about this on the show so many times. Like we always just kind of felt like Wilder was that real deal champion that just wanted to fight everybody. You know, exactly. Now, like this fight wasn't presented to me as a good guy versus a bad guy. Right? How they presented George versus Ali. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, George was this mean, menacing character. Even though Ali wasn't like wasn't a hero at that time, even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. They mm-hmm. liked him better than they liked George. They still presented it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That way. I didn't see this fight being presented that way, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No. I didn't see that. 
I, yeah, I couldn't see it that way. So I was just reading that. I was like, mm, I don't see Wilder getting humble like that because Wilder was just like, he was just kind of like an everyday guy who had a gift and just knew how to use it in boxing. And then all of a sudden, he just came across adversity. You know, it wasn't like he needed to be humble because he was um, saying, you know, disrespectful or derogatory things towards Tyson Fury's wife. You know, right, he wasn't right, coming right. in there with that, that Durant attitude. Yeah, it wasn't that. that. Right, he, he just wasn't that main guy. no, he was just a you know a confident, loud guy. You know what I mean? So, I maybe humbled in a way where he's willing to learn more. Maybe I could see it that way. What about you? I mean, maybe, or maybe he just meant it in the fashion, like you know, that loss humbled Deontay Wilder, even though he didn't necessarily necessarily need to be humbled. You know what I'm saying? It did humble him because, you know, he took a loss on the big stage and maybe George is just saying, I just know how, I, I just know that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Even though, like, Wilder wasn't like the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't the big bad wolf. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe he just feels, you know, it, 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 it's hard to say, hey, because you talking about George, you was fighting the greatest. Mm-hmm. Wasn't fighting the greatest, you feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. hard to really make that parallel, but if George says maybe he just understands because you know, I mean, George wasn't the champion at the time, was he? Right? Mm-hmm. He didn't have the belt. He just feels like, yeah, he just feels. Uh, I said, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes I mean, you think. Uh... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to fix this thing with static a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, George had the belt at the time. Oh, he did have the belt? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, maybe he just feels like, yo, I was a champion. You know, I took a, I got stopped like you got stopped. You know what I mean? Just maybe those parallels or whatever. But if they, those definitely were, like, two different fights on total different statues. Like, Ali versus Fulman was, like, huge. Yeah. It was a big fight, but it wasn't huge. <laughs> you feel me? Right, right. I still wanted to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because you got to remember, too, it's like to be a humbling loss or like a humbling fight, it's got to be from a fighter that stands tall as well. You know what I mean? Like Exactly, exactly. Because Tyson Fury, okay, outside of him beating Klitschko, I always bring this up, is like, what else has he done? You know? Who else has he beat besides that that Klitschko win? You know, besides him winning against Klitschko and you know saying he's this lineal champion, what else has he done to make make you say, okay, I do got to kind of bow down to him? You know what I mean? Of course, of course. You know what I'm I mean, of course, man, you see it like that, but you know, oh, somebody yeah. else, is, somebody else would say the same thing we just said and make it sound real eloquent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying about <laughs> about Tyson Fury? Yeah, he's done or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, and no disrespect, I mean, Tyson Fury, a good fighter. Definitely mm-hmm. a, a good, big white boy. 6'9", 240. You know what I'm saying? I mean, definitely good to have those type of attributes. But, I mean, he's not he, he's not in the Ali realm. Yeah. He's not in the Mike Tyson realm. He's not in the realm of certain heavyweight Olympics Lewis realm. He's exactly. not in those realms. Riddick Bow realm. He's not in those realms. Evander Holyfield realm. He's not in those realms, eh? No, he, he's just not. Like, that's what, like you say, I can look at him and say, yo, that's one of the biggest guys I've seen be able to move like that and got hand speed. 
but I'm still saying, what else can you do with it? You know what I mean? Like, where's your potential at to make us really say you are the greatest of this era? You know, um, I can't even remember. Like, I was looking on social media the other day. Like, I can't remember who it was. They said he was the greatest heavyweight of this era. I'm like, mm, not really, man. He ain't proven enough to say that. You know? Nah, yeah, come on, man. Come on. How can you say that? Well, he just came back. Man. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? so, now, I mean, and that's the thing, man. I mean, what, what the man did, did 400 pounds and coming down, like, you know, his, he definitely has a good story. If his story checks out, if everything mm-hmm. he did was 100%, yeah. you feel me? Right. Yeah, this is a good story, but, you know, right now, we still trying to get to the bottom of it. You know? You know what I'm saying? To be honest. I mean, I mean, everything with Wilder is from 2015. You know, because it's like every you know? everything with Wilder is on the table. We know what he's about. We know what he can do. But like, why is everything so in question about Fury? You know, why are we? Why can't we just say this is him? Everything is on the table. It's still still a little suspect, man. Definitely, is. definitely, and it's not like we looking for it. It's being booked to yeah. the table. We not digging and prying. It's 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 it's, it's stuff that's not adding up. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, like, okay, so going back to a little bit with Wilder, though, like, um, with with George Foreman having this conversation with him, I do, I, I do, let me see how I say this. I, I, I feel like there there is a way that he can definitely kind of relate to Wilder because not necessarily, okay, with that win, okay, it's not the same, but I think that Wilder and Foreman, well, Foreman, he can kind of reach out to him because he, he he probably knows the dark place he went to as far as him you know when you take that loss you know what it can do to you it can make you question yourself you know because it definitely Absolutely. made Foreman question himself if he wanted to continue fighting and think about it too man just real quick too this could be a thing like nobody everybody in the world knew that Tyson Fury yeah he got this he got the it's a possibility he could win but nobody expected him to win like that right no Right. Well, it's kind of the same thing with George Foreman. Ali, yeah, of course he got the skills to outbox and do this, but nobody will stop fucking uh, George Foreman mm-hmm. at that time. Nobody, nobody, nobody could have predicted that. Eh? So it's kind of in that way. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't the way that they lost. I mean, it wasn't the way that's how they lost. You know, both of them getting stopped when nobody really. And probably they didn't see that. You know, uh, that's the last thing went across Deontay Wilder's mind that he was going to stop. Mm-hmm. Or he might get a decision. He might drop me. But to stop me or put me in enough danger with him to get stopped, he ain't, he, that didn't cross his mind. You no. know what I'm saying? with George Foreman, you know. Ali on the ropes, doing the rope, but he banging on his body. No no man can, can take this type of punishment. It's, it's over. Mm-hmm. And Ali was, was in there thinking and being well, you know, at that time we consider him thinking. You know, now we would call it foolish for taking unnecessary punishment from George Foreman. But you know what I'm saying? At that time, we thought it was a a smart tactic for Ali to, you know, do the work of dope and mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and wind up pulling out the victory on that. But you know, um, maybe they can just, like I said, relate in that way. You know what I'm saying? They both was black champions heavyweight champions of the world, you know. Um, and yeah, yeah, I know. I'm showing, I'm showing some things that, that you know, they can, they can relate to because there's a lot of things that, you know, a, a black heavyweight champion goes through that 
other people might not go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we, we definitely, we, we definitely, if we see it from the outside, you know, unfortunately, they got to feel it. You know what I mean? They, they feel it every day. You know, George Foreman didn't really turn from mean George to George Foreman grill for nothing there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, it was like Mike. Mike didn't turn from mean Mike to, to Mike he is now for nothing. It's just that route becomes more comfortable because there's less resistance. Eh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that's, you know? A, that's a good point, though, though. Like, George, again, you know, going back to that, that, um, that parallel, it's like George probably felt like Ali would have outboxed him or he could have knocked Ali out. Same thing with Wilder. You know, him getting outboxed is a possibility. At the same time, he going to knock Fury out. But, you know, look, this this mover, this dancer, he ain't going to knock me out. But all of a sudden, damn, like, this wasn't supposed to happen. So now it's this like... Wasn't, this wasn't fucking supposed to happen. Yeah, no, so now, no, you know, no. Wilder, he's probably in that same realm. We don't know, like... Does he want to continue boxing? You know, so it's kind of up to Foreman now. I guess he feels like to go ahead and talk to him now, have that conversation. Like, no, man, like the next time around, it can be easier. You just got to stay, you got to stay committed to what you do. And um, with that, man, I want to ask you this question too. Like, there are two different styles, like I said earlier, like as far as punchers, but what do you think he can bring to the table as like an advisor for Wilder, you know, this time around? As an advisor, yeah, yeah as an advisor, like just, like a ring advisor, like you know, advising his, you know, what he does in the ring, his technical, his technical work. Well, for one thing, he can teach Wilder how to use his height to his full advantage. Yeah, you know, Tyson. I mean, Furry. I mean, Wilder don't crouch over a lot, but Furry was definitely known. I mean, damn, I'm messing up these names. Uh, George Foreman was definitely known to stand straight up and pop that jab, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and fight tall and be effective with it, you know, something that Deontay Wilder definitely don't know too much about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's definitely some, 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 some things, how to set up the knockout at, you know what I'm saying? Not just going there lobbing punches. You know, George Foreman, you know, set up one of the most beautiful knockouts probably in boxing with the Michael Moore thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was... So, <laughs> you know, some things George could teach him, man, that he learned probably the hard way or later on in life. You know what I mean? That he can teach you earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I was just looking at some uh, George, you know, Couple a uh, couple of days ago, and I was looking at him fight Ken Norton back in the day, and I was just like, you know, um, if he could some way implement to Wilder, like to be more confident and not just confident and more like a well-rounded puncher, I think that he could kind of create a monster, you know, because remember, Foreman, he wasn't just known for oh a big right hand. That dude had one of the best jabs in the heavyweight division. You know, that dude was like, like you. The way he would time it and the way he would just slam it in these dudes' faces, their whole demeanor would change. Like, look at Ken Norton. Like, he couldn't and, last and, with two and, rounds. That shit was hard, That too. one was hard, yeah. That jab was hard, dog. It wasn't just no, just no flickering jab. No. You know, that yeah. shit was busting people open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Th- that's where I kind of feel like we say Wilder can't fight backing up. 
it might be you know because he can't but at the same time if you okay if you're gonna come forward then you need everything in the book to be able to do it it's like foreman he wasn't known to fight backing up so when he was coming forward shoot he had to answer in both hands you know what i mean you know i just saw yeah how he was like maybe holding your hand with one so he could hit you with the other and then like i said that jungle intimidates you so if you only kind of known for just one hand then sometime guys will know what to do and if you're not again too like the leg thing we talked about that last episode look at george foreman's legs man he you know had a good solid foundation trunks. yeah Tree trunks. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, so you know he had a good foundation. So I think that's a lot of things. Like, say if he comes to the gym and he sees Wilder doing this and that, he can just kind of fine tune things. Um, and I, yeah, at this point, I think he would be open to it. You know, what do you think? Like, as far as taking like crit- criticism. I mean, from the first conversation and him saying he had told Wilder he had accepted the loss. He didn't say, oh, I told him he had said the loss, and then he shut down, or, you know, it sounded like he was receptive, and, and, and he, he, he was open, because they really don't have a choice. It's not going to do, but they accept it. It's in the books. It's not going nowhere, you know, for now. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is, but I think accepting that, like you say, is the first part of getting getting past it, you know? Yeah. And, hey, I, I lost that night, you know? That's, that's the game we play. We win, we lose something, but... You know, it's all about redemption now and, and getting my belt back and, you know, getting back in there if that's something that he really wants. So I, I think George really want to see where his head is at, you know. Because mm-hmm. he might come to the conclusion and say, oh, man, why do you know? I think you need to retire. Some of the things you say, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But really want to get to his psyche and see how much he really wanted and if he really wants it. You know, and I think he do, man. Right? I don't think he had enough yet. While the... You know, he ain't really, he wasn't, he was at the top, but he wasn't at the top. I think he still, you know, wants some more. And I think he can come back and, and do some things, but it's going to take some work. It's definitely going to take some work. You know what I mean? I mean, the thing about it, people willing to help. You know, it's all going to be, it's not, that's what it's going to boil down to, man. How much he's willing to be helped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we got to realize he still got a whole camp going on. I mean, are they going to be open to to, 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 to George? Are they going to um, bond with George? You know, it could be just a lot, lot of different things. So we just have to see, man. We just have to see. But on paper, it sounds like it could be a good thing, you know. And, like, the thing that I like about it is the fact that George is a lot older. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's easier for Wilder to respect him, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it would yeah. be hard for Wilder yeah. to respect somebody like a Floyd Mayweather, in my opinion. I think so, yeah. You know yeah, because when I, you... I look, I'm way taller than you. I will knock you the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and when you think about I'm... it, too, it's just like they're in the same division where you could definitely... <clears throat> Excuse me. They're in the same division where you could definitely look to that man and say, he's done... He's been through the, the hill and the fire like I've been through. You know what I mean? Like, he's I'm taking the same type of... Head he's taking the same type of power punches I've taken, so our styles are going to kind of click more than a Floyd, you know what I mean? Our styles can actually say, um, okay. But even with that, though, they were saying that, you know, Mark Breland, you know, Mark Breland was never a heavyweight, and they say that, you know, heavyweight is is a different animal. Like you say, you're taking Mm -hmm. shots like no other weight division, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the fight, 
like no other weight division. So it's like a lot of little different things that you, you kind of need to know about in heavyweight boxing. So they, you know, say, you know, Mark Breland is a Olympic, you know, Olympian and has all the pedigree that he has. Yeah, man. He, he don't have a heavyweight pedigree. You know right. And you know, that, that might be where... It'll go hand in hand because I think Mark Breland, what he kind of brought to the table is, you know, he's a tall, long fighter. So I think he was trying his best to teach him to fight tall and long like him. But he still needed that heavyweight. You know, he still needed that actual heavyweight in there to say, yo, man, you got to sit down on this jab more. You need you need the foundation in them legs more, too, you know, because. Yeah. So maybe that work hand in hand because. Could you imagine, man, Wilder just built up a jab-like form and, you know, the way he shoots that jab from the hip or just was able to improve on that one punch? Because, you know, let's be honest, you know, the jab has never really been his thing where he's just beating guys down and then the right hand comes out of nowhere, you know? I think it would just I mean, be some, man, that would just be something amazing if he could actually get that in there. Like you said, man, he got the make of being that. To make up to be a beast, eh? you know, it's just about how if he can take this stuff in and, and execute and utilize it. I mean, he got athleticism like no other heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He can do things in there that no other heavyweight right now can do. Mm-hmm. And if he can just put that together with some technique and some, you know, finesse, it, 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 like you said, it could be crazy. I mean, it could be crazy. I don't know if it's too late in his career. I don't know. I don't know, but. You know, like you say on paper, it could be it, it could it could be it could be crazy. You know, because because of his unique physique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and them natural gifts, like you said, the athleticism, yeah. man. Like he got that. He he just got that build that nobody else has that makes him a little more elusive. Which is, you know, it should be more elusive than than what we've been seeing. So hopefully they can kind of, you know, bring bring something out of him because you know Foreman he was a big guy six foot three and you know kind of heavy but he was he seemed more limber to me you know what I mean like he seemed more like he was able to move around and like get full he was able to get full potential from how he threw his punches you know Big George yeah Big George yeah like seemed like yeah but he definitely whatever he did he definitely was putting something on the punches, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like your right. uppercuts or whatever he was throwing. It was just like, wow, man, this dude, he he could walk you down and just beat you down, man. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, I just, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do with it, man. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how all, all of this will, will play out. You know what I'm saying? I know it's still early right now, but, you know, it seemed like we going in the right direction. He, he he reached out to George. They had a good long conversation. George went on to report the you know other outlets did. It went good, and he spoke. You know, I think if it went left, he probably wouldn't even had talked about it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He wouldn't even mention. Yeah, like he seemed a little. Yeah, he seemed kind of excited about it. I was just looking excited at about it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, yeah, because it kind of hit the press kind of hard. You know, it was it was a few places. You know what I mean? So. He definitely seemed happy about it, you know. You think um, who else? I say you think um, a lot of people been saying Lennox Lewis would be good in this corner, you know that 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 would be kind of the same thing. You got to see where they where they kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, 
you know, them kind of having, I say, of course, Lennox Lewis had a little more weight to him. Like, they kind of do got the same bill where, like, I was just looking at the Frank Bruno fight with Lennox Lewis. Like, he was behind on times on the cards, but it was just, like, different ways he was, like, in and out with his punches that, that finally got to Frank Bruno, where I feel like if he could apply something like that to Wilder, man, like, being able to punch in different, you know, angles a little bit more. Instead of be a little stiff, be a little bit more limber. That would be, that would be something too, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, and then you know we had the Floyd, Floyd Mayweather scenario where, you know, just hypothetically speaking, you know, what Floyd would be able to bring to him, that mm-hmm. would be a third animal that would be in him, man. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. That would be a third different look right there. You know, a big George look, a Lennox Lewis look, and the Floyd Mayweather look. With Deontay Wilder, that it, 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 thinking about it make you excited, man. To me, you know what yeah, I'm saying? The it, possibilities. It do, man, and you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like when you got a guy like Wilder with that physique and that type of, you know, um, just rawness about him, it you could just like say, as long as he can humble himself, he could be whatever he wanted. Like again, like do like Tyson Fury, you know, we sit. I ain't the only one that said this. Other people said this. Like, he's not an athlete. He's just a, a student of boxing. You know what I mean? He's just a, a student of boxing. And, th- and that's the kind of fighting style you can only see in him, you know, because his body can only do certain things that this is the only way he's going to approach boxing, you know? Right. Wilder definitely is probably like a, a, a trainer's dream because they just can imagine the different things that they can do with him because of his particular physique, you know what I'm saying, he can be fast, he can be light on his feet, he can move all types of weight, you know what I mean, it's limitless, you know what I'm saying, yeah. things, when they look at him to see that he can, then he got the crazy power too, you know, so he can do all this risky stuff in there and still be okay, because he got this power that at any given time, you know what I'm saying, it can be lights out, so, I mean, when you think about it like that, and it is very interesting, with, 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 somebody could mold him into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, George Foreman, I, 
You know, it's just hard to say anime. All of them be good. I, I don't think you can go wrong with none of the names that we, that, that we really mentioned. That the chemistry is there, but um, yeah, and the intentions are good. Actually, a perfect fit. I would say Lennox. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I could, I could see that. Actually, if you had perfect fit. Mm-hmm, perfect fit would be Lennox. Okay, I'd I probably go with George then, just because for the fact that I feel like he could maybe mold him into a puncher like he needs to be at this point. That's just for me. I just think that, yeah, maybe Foreman could, you know, get him to feel a little bit more confident, committed into being a puncher. Because, you know, Wilder is a puncher, but... Um, he's known as a punch. He's known as a boxer with a punch. You know if that makes sense. I think that if he wants to be that full-on puncher, he got to be a little bit more intimidating. And you know that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like Wilder, he's not a bully. You know, he's a loud guy. He's a confident guy, but he's not really like a bully. You know, that's why I feel like the intimidation is in that just that right hand. It's got to be all around in the body. You know what I mean? In the the way you bring forward. Yeah, exactly. because yeah i was thinking that too because when i heard it this wasn't like tyson and mitch blood green or something you know what i mean you know <laughs> brazil when he when he tried to say he came with him like that i was i ain't even buying that man because dude you about the same size as he is and you heavier too you know yeah you bigger dude to him i mean it's just like we never seen wilder really move like that having no crazy entourage whole bunch of people you know shoot we hardly even knew his brother was his brother yeah you know what I mean? all right yeah we didn't so, know just was like yo this is a guy with power in his hand that's going to use it you know what i mean and i mean yeah, when you're in the exactly. when you're in the ring okay it's not about bully but they're they're mistaken dominating with bullying you know what i mean it's about ring generalship right it's about supposed to right. find some some type of weapon that you have to overpower the other so it's you know how it is though it's like when it's wilder it's a bully but whenever if you talk loud you bully yeah you know exactly man that's why i say i never Yes. Look, six foot nine guys and six foot six guys are being bullied. I hate. I can't believe that. <laughs> you know, I can't believe they're being bullied. Let's see, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see what happens from this, man. I want. I really want to kind of see what goes on from here. But uh, anything else you want to say on that one, man? No, man. Just you know, and 
People got to realize, I mean, it's kind of dry out here right now, y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. <laughs> we, we doing the best we can. It's not a whole lot going on. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no boxing going on right now. So right. we're just still trying to bring y'all something to listen to and, you know, think about. But, you know, you're in your car doing whatever you're doing, doing your day. So, you know, just want people to understand that, too. Eh? You know, even on Instagram, I mean, mm -hmm. it's nothing really going on, y'all. So we just still trying to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Trying to keep it going, getting creative, digging. You know what I'm saying? Just bringing some some interesting, trying trying to bring some interesting things to the team. Oh yeah, man! And uh, with that being said, I do kind of want to go back and um, read some of these questions we put out. Like, I know you put out a couple questions too, and I just wanted to give these people a shout out and get you to answer what they said too. Um, because yeah. I posted this today, man. Just because you know I was going through different fights over the past weekend and um going through each of them, you know, I just kind of noticed who I was leaning towards most of as far as watching. And I'll tell you my answer last, but, um, and you can tell me yours last too, but the question I had asked was, um, who's one boxer that has a style that you could watch all day. And let's just kind of go through, man, and see who got the most answers. Like we got this guy, Instagram named legal laundry. He said, Roy Jones. Okay. Guy named West side sin live. He said Roy Jones and Caleb Plant. All right. So who else? Ben Reagan. He said Roberta Duran and Archie Moore. All right. So, yeah, he digging deep right there. Archie Moore, he got he going way back. Oh, mine's up here. I posted mine, but I ain't going to say it yet. Um, this guy named Pinnacle. He said Prince. You know, Prince Nassim Hamid. Yeah, I know a lot of people who like to watch him, man. I wasn't too big a fan. Were you big on him? Okay. As far as boxing, yeah, yeah, but like his person, his him personally, no. But he was entertaining to watch. And anybody that can do things that's like not normal, mm. even though you breaking fundamental rules, is still kind of interesting to see that when you can get away with it. Okay, I you know go back I mean? and I go back and watch it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, he he just had this crazy style, but it was skilled too. He had crazy time and crazy head movement and and, and God given talents, but he was just able to. Do unorthodox things that would have got other people some of his fights okay you, oh, you never watched none of this i stuff? watched like a couple of them but sometimes when i just saw his ring entrance sometime i thought they were too flamboyant and i was just like man let me turn from this shit. <laughs> man the thing about it is i would be they, honest they, here. Would, they would be mm -hmm. then he would go in the ring and kind of back it up if you get a chance go back and watch him versus kevin kelly okay you haven't seen that okay. that right there is, that right there is is a classic okay okay because yeah i used to look at uh Hector Camacho a lot, you know, and I felt like yeah. he, he was kind of my feel on that. You know, I liked his style a little bit. So, yeah, I, I go back and I give him a, you know, I go back and check him out, some of his fights, though. Yeah, that's kind of like a precursor to him, uh, uh, Hector Camacho 
type of guy, you know what I mean? But um, but it was interesting to even see a guy from the UK. You know, you talking about a guy who was a Muslim, looked like an Indian, you know, from the UK. With the black, with the hair. I mean, he was just <laughs> with just, the Caesar. He was doing a lot. Did yeah, he? with the Caesar <laughs> rapping, you know, gyrating. I mean, he he was he, he was he was a ball of energy, and you know what I'm saying to see at that at that particular time. <laughs> he was know, international. Boxing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You okay. Know, this dude coming with the leopard print shorts, and he, you know, and then he had, he had crazy he had like power too. So that was a you know he got a lot of knockouts. So mm-hmm. you know, but like I say, I mean, I can see where somebody would say he he was entertaining. I can get every everything that everybody said so far. I get. I get it. Okay. All right, let me see. I got a few more for you here. Um, Let's see, Instagram. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan88. He said a lot of fighters. He likes to watch a lot of fighters, but he said Willie Pep comes to mind. Um, He likes watching Caleb Plant and Tyson Fury and um, Nicolino Lochi. So he got different. He got got a few fighters he liked to watch. All right, Mr. Darius Woods, Roy Jones. Uh, Caesar and John's father. He said Mike Tyson, Duran, Manny Pacquiao, and Israel Vasquez. Um, C Murder fourteen fourteen. He said Vasil Lomachenko all day long. Okay, Pacuni, Let Jess, Tyson, Duran, Ali, and the Gypsy King. Stephen Rod, Stephen Rod MMA. He said Prince Nassim. Okay. And we got, who's this, Zay the Great. He said Canelo, crazy XL artist. He said Lomachenko, for real, Damien, Arturo Gotti, Marcos Madonna, Canelo, Triple G, General Dubs, said Roy Jones Jr. And, okay, come on now. This dude here, Rim Tyro, I don't even know. I want to read his answer. No, I ain't going to read it. You want to hear his answer? Not really. Okay. No apologies. Fourteen. Pernell Whitaker. Blue Flame Ben. That's the list. This is the last one. He said Manny Pacquiao. So, I say the most common one was Roy Jones. Yeah, not that. I definitely that that would be on my list. But I'm gonna tell you something that surprised me is the fact that Caleb Plant got on two lists. Yeah. For one, he ain't been around that long. You know what I'm saying. And for two, I like him, but I don't, I'm, I can't say I'm going to be ready to watch him all day long yet because I haven't seen enough. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you talk about guys that you can really watch all day. It's, in my opinion, it's because they got film out there that you can watch all day, not just they got a fantasy style that you figure you can watch all day. You see what I'm saying? That? Yeah, that's like, a good way to put it. Roy yeah. Jones, I can watch him all day. Yeah. He got that type of film. Now, you saying the style, I need to see facts. I can't see, oh, Lomachenko got this type of style, so I can watch him fight any, I can't do that. I need to really see you mm-hmm. fight all types of styles all day when, when, I, when I'm speaking on Like different approaches to different fights, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Different, to different fights, you know what I mean? I can't, Caleb Plain ain't fought enough for me to say that I can watch him all day, eh? No. You know, because he, he might get beat up by a slip boxer. He might get beat up. By a rough fight, we don't. I, we haven't seen him in enough high level fights to, for me. But it is interesting. I'm not knocking what these people said. I was actually surprised, but that's cool. I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just saying for me. Yeah, cause I haven't seen enough 
they judge him. But it's interesting that, you know, he did pop up twice. You know what I mean? He, he's a pretty newer fighter. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you to that, what you said, because, like, for me, I kind of develop a fix for a fighter where I got to watch them when when, whenever they're proving themselves. You know what I mean? Like, that can make me give reason to actually kind of learn from watching them at the same time be entertained. Like, like who, I, who I'm going to say, for me, they've they proven themselves time and time again, and then I can go back and say, man, I can learn from this dude just kind of watching what he do. At the same time, it's kind of like I learn something new every time. On, and he's doing it against top level competition. Like, let's be honest. Like a lot of people, you ain't watching guys who are five and zero and ten and zero or fifteen and zero exactly. over Look, and over. So I was just about to bring up Emmanuel Augustus. Yeah. He's really entertaining to watch, but I don't want to really watch him all day. And yeah. He's not in there really doing high level. You know what I mean? He's right. not really doing what I really want to see. You know what I'm saying? If you can understand that, you know what I mean. Oh. Even though he probably got film to watch all day, but that's I don't know how to explain it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's a little different. You know, like a lot of guys went in there and handled business, mm-hmm. entertaining way. You know, and, and he just went in there and entertained. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He ain't necessarily handled business. It, I, exactly, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like you, you, you still kind of the jury's. I won't, you know, the jury's still out for you to fully be saying, you know, this is this is you. You know what I mean? Like what you bring to the table is actually going to be you. So. It's still hard for me to say I want to keep watching these fights over and over, you know. But um, so who would you say is yours? Who is the fighter that you would say, man, I got to turn this on, man, watch it. If I if I had to name one, man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I would pretty much say if I had to like bring a casual fan or a person that never really watched boxing. And I wanted to bring them in and, and show them some fights that I think were guaranteed. Probably to hook them. It, I probably had to say something like Roy Jones from the charisma. A little bit of showboat, a little bit of antics. Not too much, not like buffoonish with it. Just enough to be entertaining and handling business. I would, I would have to say somebody like Roy Jones. I would, I would bring them in to watch, you know, Roy Jones. And, like, like Tyson would be my runner-up. But, see, Tyson, you only see in one thing, knockouts. You just see in brutality, viciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, with Roy Jones, you would see a little bit more skills, some footwork, some hand speeds. And, you know, you would see some different things in there, some, some natural talent, some athleticism. Yeah. You know, Mike, you just see motherfuckers getting their heads knocked off, man. So, you know what I mean? It's more of two boxing than that. I think Roy Jones would give them a better idea of um, boxing than somebody like Tyson. Because Tyson was, you know, he was just, he was, you know, it took a long time for him to get a test. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like... I mean, and, and, and then mind you, you ain't real quick with the Roy Jones thing. I mean, this would be you know, post Tava Roy Jones with me, you know what I'm saying? You know, so to show somebody Roy Jones stopped going all the way up to heavyweight, I defeated pretty much, you know what I'm saying? I would cut it off right there because after that, it started getting crazy and it could 
take away from what they seen earlier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, because, like, for me, the Roy I remember was, like, that 2003 Roy, you know, finishing up with Ruiz and beating Tarver that first time. You know, I feel like that was when he needed to stop. And that's kind of like, yeah, like, if I go back and watch him, all the way up to those, you know, light heavyweight to those fights are the ones that you could definitely make somebody say, man, I'm a fan of boxing just by what he do, you know, like his, he, he had a style that would just bring, yeah, like even casual fans, you know, people that don't even watch box, they make them want to learn it. Like if you go back and look at Lomachenko, he said his number one guy was Roy Jones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, but, but, but Roy was way more entertaining. Yes. Because yes. was knocking people out. He was doing stuff that you really couldn't understand, doing seven uppercuts in, 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 in the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Lomachenko don't be doing it. He be doing crazy. He had Roy in there with his hand behind his back. You know, something he can learn from his chickens. What, what, what do you see enough <laughs> people do? Right. Playing basketball before a fight and then still, yeah, playing you know. ball before a fight, you know, rapping, just doing all the stuff that man was normal, but... Roy was doing it when it wasn't really normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely, definitely, uh, Roy would be the one that now. Mind you, it's a million other fighters that we could pick, but I'm just saying out of those quick names would be heard. You know, I agree. All those fighters are good fighters, and definitely got a film that you can really watch all day long. Mm-hmm. Except for, I think somebody like maybe Kayla Plant and a couple other names. But, mm-hmm. You know, I definitely get. Everybody else, you know, Manny, you know, you can watch Manny all day. He got the footage and this is going to be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, you Manny too. Yeah, Manny's definitely a close run up for me. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, you know, so it's, you know, the Roy just kind of put the nail in the coffin. I mean, because he just, he kind of just, just, just did it all. You know what I'm saying? Did it all. Okay. Well, um, for me, like, it's crazy because maybe a few years ago, like maybe like 10 years ago, I would have said Roy because I had both of them DVDs he put out, like the, the greatest knockouts. So, yeah, he was definitely up there. But, like, throughout the years, for me, a fight I really like to watch a lot would be uh, Winky Wright. Like, a lot of people don't really understand that because, you know, they say he won't hit hard. He ain't like a big power puncher. But he just had one of these styles I kind of like to go back and watch over and over just because he was like, so hard to hit but he was right in your face you know what i mean like it was just crazy watching that type of defense you know hands high still can't hit you but he's just like got this like excellent turtle defense that that made it just like all around like intimidating you know he couldn't he didn't have like knockout power but he was just intimidating like that and then you just look at that jab man like his hands are high. You would think you could time the jab, but he's just hitting you with that right jab over and over. And he's able to do that for 12 rounds. Like, I feel like he had, like, the freakish stamina that no fighter had. Like, he wanted to go 12 rounds. You know what I mean? Like, he wanted to box a guy. He wanted to fight a guy with hard, hitter, hard hitters like Jermaine Taylor or Felix Trinidad. And, and that's one of them guys where I say, like, I was, like, pure example of a boxer just dismantling like a puncher. You know what I mean? Like, Felix Trinidad, known as a hard hitter, but he just took away all that power. Standing in front of his face and jabbed him all night, you know? And Mosley. Yeah, Mosey, dismantled Mosey two times and like you know those were like fights that really made me see what he was doing, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it don't look like much. 
You know what I mean? It don't look like much, but we need this man to <laughs> move in such easily fashion. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Wakey, another one. He got the catalog that you can watch all day. And he definitely got a style that you don't see everybody doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was effective with it. You know what I mean? Definitely. I, I get that. And even go back, like, before I forget Fernando Vargas, like, when they fought, like, Everybody said Winky Wright was robbed, and to me that was a robbery. Like he was in there slugging out with Fernando Vargas. He knocked Fernando Vargas' mouthpiece out, and I was just like, "Damn, this dude got it." You know what I mean? Like it was just like a new style he was bringing forward, and I was like, "Yo, this is just like a dude I could watch all day." And you know, I gotta give it to him, man, because like not many guys want to bang like that, you know? Nah, uh, Winky definitely was like. Uh in the lane of his own. It's sad you don't see much of Winky. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. You don't see fighting that, you can forget about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got you to gotta do it for you, maybe rather do. You got to be around. You got to be out because we want to see y'all, but, you know, it's I just really forgot a, a lot of stuff about Winky Wright because you don't really hear his name. You don't see him. He don't be getting the accolades and the accreditation that we probably should get, but he definitely was, was, was a legend his own right you know what I'm saying oh yeah oh yeah like I seen and, dudes and, and it ain't like when you all old and, and nah the weird thing about it ain't you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah you like know, not like when he's 70 years old you feel me yeah like what's crazy is like the most people probably kind of remember him lately is you know um, Keith Thurman brought him up cause you know he used to spar with Keith Thurman and you know he was there in Keith Thurman's last open workouts for that Manny fight and, you know, I think a lot of people weren't really understanding who he was. You know, like, you know, Keith Thurman got in there for a reason. You know what I mean? That's support. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Well, of it's, course, it's, it's like the younger generation. Yeah. Wouldn't really, wouldn't really know because it's not a name you're going to be hearing a lot of. You have to go dig and do your research to find out about somebody like a Wendy Wright. You know what I mean? There's certain names you're going to hear. You're going to hear Tyson. You're going to hear Holyfield. You know, you don't hear certain names, and you know, but Winky Wright ain't necessarily one of those names that you you, you would hear. So uh, I would be shocked if you know the newer generation really knew about him. You know what I mean? Winky never was no noise maker. You know what I mean? He's just a quiet, mm-hmm. humble dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Uh, that's why I say like, just one of those guys like style wise, man. For me. I gotta have that fix. Like if I'm on YouTube, I pull one of his fights up just to go back and look at it and just see how he was able to do what he do. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people, they had good choices, too. But, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, Caleb Plant, I thought that was kind of, um, I was kind of like, wow, man, that's early, you know? <laughs> you know, that was a little early. Like, he, he actually got some fans wanting to watch. That's, you know, something different. But, yeah, man, um, shout out to those people that you know, sent through some, um, you know, answers to that. But uh, we got a couple questions. Do you want to save those for the next show, P, or what? Yeah, we save them for the All right. show. It's just, it, it, it's what we do, man. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't. us, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, it's what we do, so, you know, we hit, hit y'all on the next one with some questions, some other questions that we had, or, or some new questions, or whatever. We see how it go, man. I mean, it seemed like it was a good little vibe, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, definitely, man. So, um, yeah, um, I'm going to just continue to sit here and chill like I'm doing to watch a fight, P, but, uh, before we wrap this up, man, what was your final thoughts for the day, man? Man, my final thoughts is, like, to be honest, man, 
it's only a couple places I really be going. I mean, I go to work and I be going to the gas station and the grocery store. Okay. That's just, all that stuff is open right now. So to be honest, the quarantine hasn't really personally bothered me. You know, of course I miss boxing, seeing new, you know, fights coming on and stuff like that. But um, the overall whole quarantine is kind of what I be doing, man. You know, I don't be looking at running and doing this and doing that. Most part, I go to work and come home, so it, it, I'm not really feeling that much out of place, you know. But um, my final thoughts is just, y'all, this is a real thing, and just take it seriously. And you know, we should get past it if people do what they need to do. If people don't do what they need to do, then we're not going to get past it, y'all. Simple as that. You know what I mean? People, I wanted to go. I was just hurry up and go away. All right, well, you got to hurry up and listen and do what we, people telling you to do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we get past it and go back to, you know, some normal life, some boxing, some combat sports again, man. That's that's really where I'm, where I'm at with it. Okay. All right, man. Well, um, all I got to say, too, is, yeah, I, I agree with you, too, man. Like, what's as far as what's going down in my daily ritual, it's been pretty much the same. Like, that's why it hasn't affected me so much. You know, um, just go home, go to work, go home, go to work, and, um just step out and go to the grocery store. And uh, when you brought the gas pump, too, I wanted to remind you, too, like, I've been using a cloth or a glove now because people are saying that that's kind of been a way to spread it. Just, you know, give people a warning. Yeah, well, I'd be careful with gas pumps, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just like all the stuff that hang your car keys, your steering wheel. Yeah. Your emergency brake, your gear shifter. Slide little things, people just not, you blink your turn signal. You know what I mean? The thing is so bad, ain't it? It's almost inevitable. The catch because it's everywhere. You can't yeah. do everything. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah. we can just be mindful of the things we can be mindful of, and that's a good thing. And you know that that gas pump. You know that's something people might not be really paying attention to. You know what I mean? But that's something you need to pay attention to right now. We living in that type of time. Oh yeah, got to pay attention. Oh yeah, man. And um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, yeah, same thing. You know, you know, we gonna keep doing this thing here. You know, for y'all. But um, uh. What else have I been doing? I'm just, I'm just keep doing my shopping the same way. You know, I'm not trying to take more than the next. I'm going to leave something for the next person. So, yeah, that's another final thought. Be courteous, you know, let people, you know, when they come in the store, let them get what they need to get to. Don't take everything, man. Greed, greed, eh? You know, greed. Yeah. Yeah, stop being greedy, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's all, man. But, um, yeah. Other than that, um, where else can we uh, follow you at, P? Um, y'all can follow me at p.bonehill on IG. And y'all can follow me at Pat Boxing on IG. Okay. Pat Boxing. And you can follow me on Instagram at ComboBreaker99 and All Boxing and Everything. And um, you can follow us on Instagram at The Jab Effect. And also a new um, Instagram, Jab Podcast One. Just made that just so we can like post specific like questions and stuff for the show as we continue to keep doing it and just you know pushing the show a little bit more harder than we usually do. So you know you can follow us there on Jab Podcast One, and you can still follow us on Instagram and Twitter on the Jab Effect, and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah, man. But um, yeah. Other than that, bro, I 
think that's all I got. Like always, I'm Combo Breaker 99. It's your boy Boxing P, y'all. And we out, y'all. Stay safe. Later.